Welcome to Design Much with Andy and Patrick. It's perfect. It's perfect. It's perfect. Patrick Cox. Mr. Cox, how are you doing today? Andy Page, I'm doing great. Good. How are you doing? Um, I'm doing pretty well. I'm happy to be here. You know what? I ordered some new flip-flops today. Ah, or yesterday. Ah, okay. And they came in. I just got a notification on my phone that they were delivered on my porch. Oh, wow. So I'm excited. What what brand of uh, flip-flops did you get? Uh, Reef. Reef. Okay. Reef. Are you supposed That's to... quality brand, right? Uh, are those like surfing flip-flops or something? I think so. Hmm. I don't know. They're, they're high quality. They're great for walking on the beach, and then you take them off to go surf, to go surfing, right? <laughs> yeah, and then some kid steals them. Yeah, <laughs> and then you gotta order another pair. I didn't think surfers wore feet like footwear. Oh, uh, well, that's possible. They just they just go straight out of the car to the the beach, right? Without any yeah any shoes on. Because they're just like chill. Mm-hmm. They just don't care about life anymore. You know, they're just like <laughs> surfing, bro. They care about one aspect of life, which is hanging ten, which is uh yeah yeah living living in that salty water, being being one with the ocean. Have you ever been surfing? No, I haven't. Have you ever been boogie boarding? No. Have you ever been uh, Have you ever been to the ocean, Andy? <laughs> I've been to the ocean. Yes, I have. You've been to the ocean. <laughs> I just haven't done all that, just... that that fancy stuff that you have, man. I haven't done any of that either. I thought you said you did surfing in Hawaii. No, I didn't. We didn't surf. Oh. I'm scared of surfing. Really? People die and stuff when they surf. Are, yeah. are you not a water person, or is it just like the surfing part that scares you? I'm fine. Well, I'm. I grew up in Utah. Yeah. There's zero oceans here. Yeah. So when, when a giant wave comes at you, I have no. I don't even know how to jump in it. You know what I mean? Like, you see people run down the beach and they jump in the ocean. Every time I ran down the beach, I just hit the ocean like it was a wall. <laughs> and then it spits me back out onto the the beach and then my back hurts. <laughs> so I don't know I don't know how to I don't know how to manage the ocean. I don't know how to manage a lake. You but what do you like when you're when it's you know, winter time here in Utah and you have big mounds of snow, don't you go jump into those, Patrick? Yeah, I do. Don't you when it's when it's when it's that. the fall, the autumn time, don't you get a big pile of leaves and jump into those? Yeah. Same thing, man. It's the same. It's not the same thing. It's not the same thing. No, there's not. There's not lizards or not uh, turtles and like <laughs> fish and shark and stuff swimming in there that that throw you back out because they don't want you in there. <laughs> it's the sharks that are throwing you out. <laughs> They're like, get out of here. <laughs> okay. No, when we were when we were in Hawaii, I ran. I I I went to go jump in the ocean. Mm-hmm. And I ran down the beach. I go kind of like wade in the ocean, and then I just got annihilated by a wave. Wow, man! And I was like, I don't know how to. I don't know how people do this. You know, I think I know someone. I know someone that both of us know that that is really good at this stuff. And yeah. um, I is think his name Danan. Oh, I didn't know Danan knew that stuff. Is he? Is he a oh, surfer? I don't know. I don't know. No, I. I, don't, I was thinking. I don't think uh, so. Um, the other friend of the show, Michael Nielsen, he's actually he's oh a, Michael Nielsen. He is a um, an avid beach swimmer. Yeah, and, he and is. I think surfer. You know, growing up in California. 
So he'll teach you. He'll give you some lessons. Mm-hmm. Need to talk to him. How to fight the sharks. Yeah, I think you don't you don't you poke them in the nose or something like that. <laughs> I think so. You just take a stick they with have... you and just put it in their nose. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just like with your finger or whatever, just be like boop, poke <laughs> them in the nose, and then they run away, right? Because they have like all their, all their feeling receptacles or whatever right in their end of their nose right uh, i guess so i'll just have to take your word for it that sounds right to me i'll, I'll try it next time <laughs> next time uh, i come I'll face to face with a shark i'll try it <laughs> i'll get my hand closer to its mouth <laughs> yeah. it might be harder with land sharks because they stand up right they don't swim sideways yeah. so their mouths will be their nose will be at the top so you might have to you might have to stretch yeah. high or get a ladder or something yeah especially those great white ones that are like what 16 feet <laughs> top yeah because right? standing up i mean they got to bend their their flipper thing over to stand up mm-hmm. so but you're still looking at probably 11 12 feet yeah yeah that's and their mouths are on the bottom so they'd be on the front if they were standing up Mm-hmm. so so the nose is like facing straight up then right yeah, so That's you, you wrong, might man. have to, you might have to jump, but you might have to do it from behind, and yeah. then poke him in the nose to have him run off. Yeah, like a crocodile. Like you, you wrestled a crocodile once, right? Oh yeah, I usually do. Like you know, every do few. Do you remember months. how you got? Yeah, you, you get on their backs and then you, you get on their backs and tie their like arrest them like a police officer arrests a person. You tie their little arms behind their backs, <laughs> right? That's what you did. <laughs> That's what you you do, Eddie. What what I usually do is I just, you know, you you roll around because what they do is they roll, right? They like they like to bite down and and they do that roll. So I just like to you know you know give them a big bear hug and just roll with them. That's oh really? That's the fun I do, you know. Oh, I didn't know you did that. I thought you did. (laughs) I didn't tie them tie their arms. (laughs) They just gave me the the best visual. Just. That's how you. That's how you capture one. I guess so. All right. <laughs> that's how Crocodile Hunter did it. Yeah. Um, well, rest his soul. That that rest one time though, it didn't work out for him, unfortunately. Yeah, but that was a stingray. Come on, man. Too soon. Was it a stingray? I thought it was a crocodile. It was a stingray. Nah, Ray got him. Are you serious? Yeah. Stingrays. Pretty Dude, sure. Those jerks. I think Ray got him. Got him with a barb. Man. Maybe he tried to get him on the back like he did with a crocodile, and that didn't work. And then it whipped him up and got him, got him in his back or something. I don't know. Anyway. Wow. wow. That got that got dark real fast. Yeah. Well, um, Rip. <laughs> um, I you know he's, I think he's a great guy. I miss him. But I, I, I do understand, like, his his son and I think his daughter is getting into that now. They have a TV yeah. show, um, which is great. Yeah, his his son was on, uh, not too long ago, was on Jimmy Fallon with uh, Kevin <laughs> Kevin Hart. Okay. Hilarious. <laughs> good. Yeah, good stuff. <laughs> so that, that ends the wildlife segment of the podcast. And <laughs> <laughs> we get into the design 
guess. design portion. I guess, yeah. <laughs> this old this old design much. It, we'll do that. That's kind of a spin-off. This is like a crossover episode where it's like we're starting the Wildlife Much podcast. <laughs> wildlife Much. Where we, yeah, where we talk about defending yourself against wild animals. Mm-hmm. How do you handle that? Yeah. From from experts like us. Yeah, we we that. spend most of our time out in the wild, you know. Like if we're not designing, we're we're out there fighting animals. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, we're looking at nature's designs and getting inspiration from them, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's very true. <laughs> what's our uh what's our design topic today? Uh, let's find out, Patrick. Let's let's ask the the random topic generator. Submitted by our our loving listeners. Is it Matt Bourne this time? Uh, it's not going to be Matt Bourne this time. No. Unfortunately. Ooh. Um. So this one. Ben should... Fam. <laughs> it is Ben Fam. Is it me? It's Ben Fam. Yeah. Nice. It comes from uh, Ben Fam, and this is an interesting topic. Ben would like to know um, how to go about negotiating salaries or promotions. Um, who to ask and should you ask? <laughs> yeah. Should always ask. You should always ask Patrick. I feel like this is, I feel like this is, this is, yeah, every week you should, uh, you should ask your boss for uh, a raise every week. <laughs> wow. So I'm I doing like great, that. man. Can I have a raise? And he'll be like, he'll, he or she will be like, nope. But once a year, they're going to say yes, right? <laughs> once a year. I like Maybe. how this is the last few weeks this has turned into like a career much podcast. Yeah. Yeah, the topics just coming in are like more careers based. Yeah, that's true. Like how do you deal with, with workplace politics? How do you deal with other people offending you? Mm-hmm. Like that kind of stuff. I like this because it's all part of the design job, man. It is. It's all it's all part of it. There's, there's lots of many facets. Um, and this also, you know, this applies to other jobs too. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, us designers, men, construction workers. Yeah, yeah, they're branching out. We're going. We're we're not. We're staying. We're not staying in the design vertical anymore. <laughs> how do you how do you get your general contractor to give you a raise? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yes, I mean, us designers, we need this help too, Patrick. Um, especially yeah. you know, coming into this field, maybe we haven't had experience with you know working a lot in the workplace. Um, starting out as a designer uh you might want to figure out how to how to negotiate that stuff (laughs) you might want to know what the salary expectation is that would be that's where you start is that the start that's number one start there what is it what is a good way to find out so by by salary expectation do you mean like what yours is or what the company's is like well if you are currently employed then you should know what your salary is right i would hope so you can start there. That would be good, yeah. You can start there. That's a good place. If you're new, if you're new to the industry, say you're in school, you're trying to get a job, you're new to the industry, a question that's going to come up is, what is your salary expectation? Mm-hmm. The hiring manager will always ask you that. Yeah. Um, I don't think I've ever met a hiring manager that hasn't asked that. So they'll always ask you that. So you want to understand what your expectation is. Um. Because I've had experiences where I've asked that question as a hiring manager, and the response I got wanted I just wanted to laugh. <laughs> I want to laugh really hard. 
did you did, have you ever people... laughed in the, to any of those responses <laughs> no i may oh. i may have like snickered a little bit like <laughs> okay. like one of those maybe mm-hmm. but uh no i don't think i've ever outright laughed i think maybe i muted the phone and then laughed or whatever but <laughs> okay no i think i think a lot of people especially starting out don't know the salary expectation of experience levels or the industry that you're in right mm -hmm. and that's important so that would be the first thing anytime you talk about salary is understanding what salary is yeah because you don't want to be you know you don't you don't want to you don't want to be going in and asking for a raise when you're already the most overpaid, you know, designer on the team, right? Mm -hmm. You you want to make sure that there's that you're that you're self-aware, that you understand where you're at, kind of in the grand scheme of things. I think the best tool um, there's a bunch of tools online that you can use. I think the the best tool is uh, Glassdoor salaries. That one seems fairly accurate although it doesn't they don't take into consideration like levels of designers necessarily so that can be a little tricky okay so you yeah. have like you know junior designer entry-level designer mm -hmm. designer senior designer principal designer staff designer like those are a little tricky so you might have to kind of look those up in different ways the other thing is our industry has the worst titles of all time and nobody can pick a title. Um, so you'll look up UX designer title and then you'll look up product designer title and you'll get two different salaries for those two different yeah. average salaries for your region. Um, that's generally because the product design it can gen lots of times is taking into consideration more than just digital products. Mm -hmm. So that can lower a salary, that can increase the salary, the average. So what you want to do is look up user experience designer, UX designer, even interaction designer or UI designer, and then also look up product designer and then kind of get an average there. So yeah. um, that's generally what I do to see what, like, as we pay our employees, like, what the average, you know, are we, are we, com are we being competitive with the market? Mm -hmm. um, I look through Glassdoor. I also, uh, I think that's the, that's a good way to do it. If you don't want to talk to people, if you like to talk to people and you enjoy socializing, um, ask your friends that are in the industry or ask a hiring manager, um, what their like, what their, uh, pay range is. Mm -hmm. Right. So you can figure that out. Generally, I think most people, at least in Utah, but I think it, I think outside of Utah, it's pretty safe to say there's at least three levels of UX designers. There's kind of an entry level, mid level, and then a more senior level. Yeah. So those are probably the areas you're looking in. And then you just want to make sure that you're in that range of experience. Yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah, do your homework, definitely. Um, a lot, there's, of course, a lot of different ways, as, as you've mentioned, Patrick, to do that homework. And I think maybe you do all of that and kind of combine something together to get a, a really good expectation of what to ask for if you're you know, looking for a new job or wanting a promotion. Um, you could see mm -hmm. if you're like underpaid. Um, something interesting you mentioned is like you as a manager are checking these resources to understand if you are um, still competitive. Um, how often do you do that, Patrick? Um, I try to do it once a year, okay. at least once a year. It usually happens when we hire a new person because 
Yeah. You know, so it could be more than that, but generally it's like it's about once a year. It's also once a year is kind of like when you're gonna when you're gonna increase compensation for most of your team anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so and when reviews and evaluations happen, so um, yeah, generally, and I do the same thing. I just look up on Glassdoor. I kind of get some reports from Glassdoor. Um, I might look, I might go to salary.com too, just to see what's going on or like monster.com or whatever. Um, and then I, I usually message, um, either other hiring managers I know or other, I had a couple other designers that I know just to see, you know, Hey, what's, what, what are your guys' salary ranges over there at company A or B? Hmm. So just to get it, just get an idea. It's, it's also, uh, as part of that research too, I think one pro tip is not to think of it's the same. So like there are average salaries, but that's not because the company is cheaper or, you know, has more money or cares more about design. A lot of it has to do with, um, the level of company that you're applying to. So if you're applying to a startup company, so a company that's VC funded, um, they will generally not pay as much mm-hmm. um until they've gotten until they've received more money because they're burning cash so a lot of times they'll give you um a little bit they'll they'll try to stay competitive of course but it'll be on the lower end or at least average and then they'll give you stock options or other benefits to compensate for that um or sometimes they'll give you you know startups are a little bit wild so they some maybe they'll give you a higher salary but they don't have benefits or something like that so um yeah they're a little bit different and so working at working at a handful of startups um in my career um i've just noticed that generally they're a little bit they're probably average pay probably not much higher than average pay most of them um until you're there working for a few years and then you can kind of so like the idea of a startup is you come in you get in you get in with them early you get a decent average salary um and then you work and then you own and then eventually there's a there's a larger payout or the longer you stay there you know there's a there's a better growth opportunity for you so like you start out there as being a regular designer you're there for five years and now you're like a design manager or something like that so that's usually the play you're usually not going to start up for salary yeah. um but if you wanted a higher salary, you'd go to a more established company. Mm-hmm. Um, and those would either be, you know, private equity companies, um, just bigger companies, like just bigger companies in general, worldwide, you know, corporations, that kind of thing. Um, or companies that are publicly traded. I always forget. Yeah. Because those are, those are uh, well-funded. And they usually stay more competitive that way. Mm-hmm. So. Awesome. Yeah. So that's great. So it's a, I think it's a really good start. So first, of course, you're doing your research um, as a as a you know a person joining a team or as you know getting a an upgrade. And also, um, the managers are doing their research. Sounds like to do that. And then, you know, once you have that understanding of where you're looking for in a range, you're going to want to match for what you want or what you expect for your level based on the type of company you're you're headed towards. If you're wanting to go for the um, yeah, that early startup, it might be a little bit lower, but you might have um, other benefits that are great that you enjoy or less that you enjoy um, <laughs> or a potential future of being able to, you know, be a manager really quickly um, if the company, you know, grows. Um, so, yeah, I think that's, that's, a, that's a really good start, kind of understanding how you're, 
Um, you're starting out with understanding that and, um, and then choosing the company. Now the next part, Patrick, is kind of um, the, the tricky part, right, which is negotiation um, mm-hmm. of those salaries. And um, <laughs> I, I think it's pretty interesting. I am not much of a, a negotiator. I'm not much of a, a bargain or, you know, a, somebody who can um, kind of talk people up or down. I'm not that kind of person um, personally. Um, I just kind of like, I don't like to play those games, Patrick, if you know me. <laughs> yep. Um, but I think this part is interesting. I I think it's interesting to like kind of go in this. You can either be that person who's going to be rough, um, or not rough, but like is going to be that like that tough negotiator. That's like I, you're going to come in and I want this price, which is like maybe <laughs> like five to ten thousand more than you expect to get, um, and then let them talk you down or you talk them up or something. Um, where I, where I kind of like to approach this is more of a straight shooter. Like I say, this is what I expect. And if it's, and if they're not willing to match that, then I'll go somewhere else basically. <laughs> <laughs> or, or if I'm in a company and, you know, I'm looking for a promotion, um, um, what I definitely want to do is make sure that I, I have the trust of, you know, the manager um, that, that I'm asking and um, hopefully the respect. And, you know, I try to lay out like, why I, I think I need a promotion and why, um, you know, I think it would be good for it to happen. So, you know, for me to like re- to stay the company longer, um, you know, any of those, those reasons, but I definitely want to make sure that I have like a good rapport and a good, like, um, uh, a, a good, like relationship with, with my manager before I'm, you know, asking for, for more money <laughs> as, as an employee. So that's kind of the way I like to go about it. I don't know if um, you've had any um, interesting um, experiences, Patrick, with, with, you know, you being a manager and, you know, working with, you know, many different designers with their styles of negotiating. I don't know how that's been for you. Yeah. I was always really scared to ask for raises. I still kind of am. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm always a little bit nervous to ask for a raise mainly because I feel like I'm getting a, I'm generally getting a fair salary for what I do, you know? So it's like, <laughs> it's like, it's like you get nervous when you ask for a raise. Cause then you're like, Oh, maybe I'm asking for too much or whatever, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I don't know. My, my stance was always, my stance was always a little bit more like yours is I don't, I don't like to negotiate as much cause I don't, I'm not as strategic about negotiating. I think as other people can be or other people are. Um, so, generally i've just always taken the the fair and firm kind of stance like you know find out what i'm worth like truly what i'm worth and be self-aware like i'm you know i could be worth you know somebody's telling me you know somebody else my buddy's making x amount of dollars making 10k more than i am they're in a different company than i am they um do you know different job role maybe there's a little bit more responsibility and so i think maybe i'm worth more because they're getting more right Mm -hmm. when that's not really the case so again like do that research figure out and then and then be fair you know be fair to the to the manager i think i've had more success asking for raises when i've been fair um you know you're like hey i've been here three years haven't had a raise in a year and a half um i'm asking you know i'm asking for this amount i'm not asking for a crazy amount of money Mm -hmm. you know and then and then be be firm in that right um, and just be like, this is, this is what I want. This is what would make me happy. My family happy. Um, 
and you know this this will keep me excited to stay here for longer i think yeah. that's that's a better way to put it than threatening to leave too because i know that's backfired on some people you know <laughs> because if you if you're not maybe let's say you're not so self-aware and then you go in to ask for a salary increase and then your manager's like nah i don't think so and then you're like okay well then i'm just gonna quit and they're gonna be like okay well i'll go find somebody else yeah you know like like understanding your value i think is the key and then and then picking a fair price and don't be and understand your manager like you talked about some managers are negotiators and some managers aren't negotiators and so figure that out too i'm the type of manager that's not a negotiator you know i'd rather just let's just be honest with each other and you tell me what you want and i'll tell you what's realistic and what we can actually do you know um, what our budget is versus somebody that wants to wheel and deal. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that's, I think that's where a lot of times people <clears throat> get into trouble is they, they haven't had a raise in a year, year and a half. They think they're doing really good. They did a really good project and, you know, it's making the company more money and all that kind of stuff. And so they want to go in and ask for an increase. Maybe they even feel like they're underpaid. So they go in, ask for the increase and, you know, their boss is like, we'll see what I can do, but uh, what about this? And they throw out another number, right? Um, I think a lot of people aren't necessarily ready for that. Um, and in the grand scheme of things, you know, have, if you've ever watched Shark Tank, you know, you'll notice, you'll hear this all the time when they're negotiating a deal with the, with the sharks, um, who are standing upright, by the way, in the tank, because they're land sharks. Um, they... <laughs> They'll always try to nickel like the, the 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 competitor always tries to like decrease their their thing by like a couple percent, right? Mm-hmm. And then they always kind of laugh, you know, like you're gonna lose a negotiation over a couple of percent. Um, that's something to consider when you're negotiating, right? Is if you say you come in and ask for you know a five thousand dollar raise and the company's and and your manager's like, well, I can't really, you know. I can't really do a $5,000 raise. I'll give you two, you know, it's probably not in your best interest to be like, what about three, you know, like what yeah. about two and a half. It's, it's probably better to be firm at five or accept the, or accept the offer. Mm-hmm. Right. Like at that point. Um, and I, cause I think once you go down a road of negotiating kind of back and forth um, with the manager, I think, I think there's a little bit of like, um, not necessarily like bad blood, but I think I think that can kind of happen sometimes. And keep in mind that you're going to continually work there. That's the goal. Right? Yeah, yeah. The you, goal is for you to stay working there, so you don't you don't want to come in guns blazing and be be a you know be a jerk and you know try to milk them for all this money that they have or whatever and make them feel bad and all that kind of stuff because that that's just going to create resentment on the part of the, the manager, mm-hmm. which will definitely prevent growth in the future. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So you you want to be careful. I think you want to be, that's why I say, I think in my mind, it's, it's more about being fair and firm. And I can't remember who told me that. Somebody told me that a long time ago when you negotiate salary, just be fair and then be firm with it. Right. If you're, if you're being unfair and you're asking 10 K more than you're, than you're worth, then you're totally being unfair. Right. Mm-hmm. And you can't be firm with that. And then you're going to get in a weird negotiation um, that could that could impact the your 
you know, it could impact your career there at that company. Yeah. So yeah, you have definitely. To be really careful. I love that. That's really great. Be firm and fair. I also really like what you said about um, being self-aware. I think that's really important. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So yeah, so if you, and and that goes into being fair, of course, like if you are self-aware, then you're going to understand like what is the right price. Um, Maybe you're paid great and you don't need a promotion because you're already being paid very well and the company can't really afford much more. (laughs) Um, So it's... uh, and don't compare yourself to the other people on the team. I know that happens a lot too, is you may hear that so-and-so gets paid, you know, this amount of money and you think that you're better than them or whatever. Yeah. Um, that could be the case. That might not be the case, right? It could be the case. Somebody's playing favorites. It might not be the case. Um, you don't really know. So it's hard to make that assumption. And so when you go in and talk to your manager, don't don't try to compare yourself to your peers either on the team because you don't know people's situations you don't know where they came from like they could have recruited somebody from a different company that was higher paying so they had to give them more money to come here and you know that that kind of they're they're always there are always exceptions to a lot of those rules which is the reason why i think companies don't most companies don't publish their salary ranges um because they have to make exceptions every once in a while Mm -hmm. for certain people and for certain things um and definitely don't compare. I've heard people doing this. Like, I'm a single guy, you know, compared to a, you know, I'm a single guy and there's a married guy. The married guy deserves more money because he's got to support kids and blah, blah, blah. None of that even matters, right? Yeah. So if you're trying to compare yourself to other people, the the only time I would say um, you'd want to do some comparisons is the is the is the is the national comparisons or the average comparisons from company to company. Um, and if you're, if you're a woman, I would also look at the company reputation. That's one thing we should probably bring up is if you're a woman in the industry, I would look at the company reputation as far as what their salaries for women are. I'm not exactly sure how to find that out to see if you, if a company is paying fair, you know, versus, versus male versus female in Hmm. their, in their salaries. But that's something I would definitely look into. And maybe look into the just the reputation. Like if you go to if you go to Glassdoor, I like looking at their reviews. You can get a good reputation score as far as like do they treat their employees well. I think if you're and do they hire do they hire female employees as well, right? Mm-hmm. So I think if you're if you're female in the industry, that's probably something you'd want to look into as well. Yeah, yeah, I like that. And I think along those same lines is maybe something you could do is, you know, reach out to female employees of a company and ask if they feel like they're fairly compensated. You may not have to mm-hmm. like ask them specifically like how much they make, but if they feel good about what they're making, um, that might be a, a really good indicator too, if you're not able to yeah. get any of that other data. Yeah, that's a good point. Awesome. As, as far as when to ask for, a lot of this is like jump rope, right? I think a lot of this is timing. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have to understand the company. You have to understand company timing. You're probably there's there's the company there's like the company time right. Let's say they, there's a, there's a there's a cycle to their sell seasons right. Um, you'll probably want to ask for a raise when sales is doing really well, <laughs> not when they're doing poor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like. Like at Canopy, we can I've worked for a couple of places. I worked at Canopy at Instructure. We both had sales cycles that were up and down quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you wouldn't want to ask for a raise when your sales are down or you're in that down season. That's generally not 
a good time to ask for a raise because people will be a little bit more on edge or a little less willing to spend money as a company. Yeah. Right. Um, so wait until, you know, you're having sales victories and you're having, you know, ARR parties and things like that. That's the time to ask for a raise. Um, another, another, I think good time in a company to ask for a raise is during a growth round. So if you're at a VC company, um, ask for that raise right after they close. (laughs) (laughs) Can I have a piece of that pie? (laughs) And most VC companies are, are pretty transparent about those kinds of things, you know, like when they close and Hey, we're gonna, we're gonna be raising some companies raise, um, more cyclical, like cyclical, like they'll raise every year. Um, but just kind of keep an eye on like the company and where they are financially, because you don't want to ask the last thing you don't want to do is ask for a raise when there's no money. Yeah. You know? So like, cause they're definitely not going to give you a raise. And then the manager's going to be like, are you even aware of what happens around here? <laughs> like we don't have any money right now, bro. So, well, even if your manager like w- thinks you deserve one and really wants to fight for you to get one, like, you know, their managers just are going to be like, well, we can't do it. We don't have the money to give them a raise. So it's just, it's just not going to work out. So (laughs) when I've had, I've had people like that, that I've wanted as a manager, I really wanted to give them a raise, you Mm -hmm. know, like I, I need, like I wanted to give them a raise. I wanted to give them something bigger because they work really hard, but we were in a, we were more in like a down type of, cause we're a VC. So things go up and down financially quite a bit. And so we were kind of in one of those times where it was like, we're getting ready to fundraise. We don't really have any money to be thrown around. So can you hold on for another six months and wait? Um, you know, the other thing too, uh, with timing is maybe work out a, a plan, like talk to your manager about, here's what I think would be fair. Here's where I want to be. I don't necessarily need it right now, but let's put a plan together to get me there in the next year. Hmm. Um, I think that'll go a long way when you ask for a raise with any manager because they want to know, like most managers will want to know like, okay, well, let's, let's work toward a goal, right? Like if, if you come in and just say like, Hey man, I need to raise, they're going to be like, Whoa, hold on. Like, you know, do you deserve a raise? First of all, (laughs) (laughs) are you doing your work? Are you just watching YouTube all day? Like what's going on? Um, so I think if you're, if you're nervous to ask for a raise or you feel like you want a significant raise, I think it's, I think it would be wise to go in and, and say like, and if you wanted to work for that company for a long period of time to go in and say, Hey, like I, I've been working hard. I I want the promotion for this, this, and this. Um, is there a way we could, we could do this like in increments or how, you know, like, I don't know, break it down. Like what's the plan to get me there? Yeah. And I think you could do that with growth too. Just like if like you're a mid-level designer, you want to be a senior designer and one of your one-on-ones, just sit down with your manager and be like, Hey, how do I, how do I become a senior designer? Like what are the steps? And then kind of prod your manager a little bit to create those steps, Yeah, you know, for you or check boxes or whatever it is, whatever system you guys work out. I think that is, um, big to asking for a raise is, is that everybody, everybody, you and your manager are both involved in the process mm-hmm. and you're not blindsiding either person. Right. Yeah. No, I love that. Um, I was going to say like, that's probably one of the best ways to get one is if you are kind of moving up in your career, like in terms of your role, 
Um, so if you're taking on more responsibilities or you've started at one place and you are like learning to get better and you've shown that growth, then there's there's no better way to be like, okay, I'm ready to you know become a senior designer. And usually, you know, becoming a senior, becoming a, a lead or a manager comes with a raise. Um, it's possible that that doesn't come with it, but it'd definitely be a great way to, to be able to move up and to get that promotion. And if you're doing it along the way, there's like, you know, with your manager, I, I love what you're saying. It's not like a blindsided, okay, let's, let's start this, this negotiation here. It's, it's more like, yeah, let's, let's do this, work on this together. Um, and that way it's like, it's very transparent and you are also able to just become a better designer instead of just getting more money for doing the same thing. Um, you're able to actually improve, and um, I think there's a lot of um, a lot of great things that can come out of that. Mm-hmm. Well, when you get more responsibility, and companies are willing to pay more for people that want to take on more responsibility, right? Yeah. If if you can do something to help your team and your manager out, so they don't have to do as much, right? You can take on some more responsibility. That's another great way to ask for a raise. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, like I want to do this project, or I want to do this thing, or I want to be whatever i'll take on that responsibility but that should you know come with come with a some level of increase exactly yeah that's way easier to get more money than just doing the exact same thing and asking for more money to do the same thing <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like my price that, went up this also, year <laughs> yeah <laughs> for my services <laughs> that can be a little tricky like when you're in that mid mid level i think that's where it gets a little dicey is like that mid-level designer range because I think that's the that's a bigger range yeah of experience right because when you're when you're when you're a junior you get your job and then you've got about a year six months to a year um, where you can kind of prove you know that you're not that you're not just a junior designer anymore and then after that there's kind of a three to five year gap right where it's kind of like I'm just I'm just practicing I'm a mid-level designer I'm learning everything that I can I'm trying to grow um, and so I think that's that's the area where you can kind of get lost, honestly, and and not pay attention to your salary. And then you know, two years down the road, you're like, why is why am I underpaid? You know, because mm-hmm. you weren't paying attention. I think that's the other key thing is you sh- you should we talked about it, is understanding what your what your what you're worth. You should probably do that every year. I would not suggest you'll hear people suggest that you go take an interview every once in a while, even though if you're not planning on leaving. I wouldn't suggest that just because the times that I've done that, um, I've taken the job and moved on <laughs> instead of staying at the company. Um, so I don't, I don't know if that's a good way to do it. I also feel like it's, it's unfair because I feel like you're, you're wasting a lot of people's time experimenting with them. Yeah. Um, and I think that's, I think that's slightly unethical. But, but you can. I mean, you can if you know a hiring manager really well, ask them what you're, you know, ask them how much they pay their people. How much would you pay somebody like me? You know, like, I don't know, but don't waste their time going through an interview process just to get an offer at the end and go, yeah, see, I am worth this. Mm -hmm. And then take that over to your boss. Um, I've, I've been in a situation where that has happened to me before where I interviewed, they offered me a lot more money than my current job. I really loved my current job. I didn't necessarily want to take the other job, but at that point you feel stuck because you're like, this is a lot more money and I could do a lot more things with this money, Yeah, you know, for my family and everybody else. Um, so you can get in those situations and those situations where you get an offer and bring it into your current, your current job and say, pay me this or I'm out generally results in you going to the other company. 
Yeah, um, yeah. So that's also not a good negotiation strategy. <laughs> um, that could work more in the management levels, I think, than in the the practicing individual contributor roles, though. I think there's more of that that happens. Really? In the director VP levels than than other places. I think negotiation gets a little bit more um, more involved than yeah than the uh, than the individual contributor roles. Interesting. But, I didn't know that. That's that's really interesting to hear. See, so, see, so you're playing more games up there with the <laughs> as you're a you're a manager. You're <laughs> You're taking more more interviews and stuff like that to get your, your worth. <laughs> I think I think yeah I think you have to be. I don't know I haven't really done this much, but I think yeah I think there's more negotiation going on hmm. than than in individual contributor roles, at least from what I've seen and heard. So hmm. okay, but there's also more to negotiate with. You know, there's stock options and salaries and bonuses and benefits and vacation and all kinds of other stuff. So. Yeah. More levers to pull, right? Yeah. So, so his last question, um, the should you ask, you you answer that. I don't know how serious you were about asking that question every single day for a new case. But have you, have you ever had somebody, Patrick, um, you know, a designer that you're over that just never asked you for a raise? Yeah. Uh, and I've always felt bad. You felt bad because you just never, yeah. you never gave them one. Is that why? No, I we I gave them one. Okay. At least I like, like I fought to give them one. I try to. I, I mean, I don't know if this is a. I, I don't know if this is a good manager or bad manager. I don't know. It depends on the way you look at it. But um, I always try to make sure that our people are fairly compensated, mm-hmm. and that you're get they're getting a raise. You know, every year, if they're doing good work. So whether they ask for it or not, that's that's the cadence I like to have. I have had people ask for a lot more than what I could give them. Um, and I've tried to do as much as I can to help them out. Um, cause I, you know, in, in a lot of cases they were very well deserving. Um, I've never, I, I haven't had anybody in my, my time as a manager, just cold come up to me one day and ask for a raise. I've never had that happen. Hmm. Um, it's always either been, it's always, I've always either kind of known about it, like from one-on-ones where we did planning or anything like that, or it's been during the the time period where we're doing an evaluation, you know, like I'd be doing, we'll be doing an evaluation, say, I'm going to give you this X amount of money as an increase is what I'm putting you in for. And they're like, no, I, I want to, I want more than that. That's usually when it's happened in my mind. You don't remember like the four or five times that I, I just walked up to you and asked you for a 15 K raise, Patrick. Yeah, yeah, I don't remember that you at t- all. Okay, okay. No. Did that really happen? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it never worked, man. <laughs> I felt like I felt like a little little uh, inside baseball here. I felt like with you, I always understood where I wanted to get you to. Okay. And it was always like it was always like a it was always like trying to get you there. You know, working with with my VP to make sure we tried to get you to where you were happy mm-hmm. versus I don't think you actually like I think we already like I I think every one of our one on ones was a little bit more like, okay, Andy, how do we get you more money? 
Yeah, and I'm just like, I don't know if you should, Patrick. It's it's more money, more problems, right? <laughs> I'm trying to talk we you were, away from it. <laughs> but we were we were fortunate. This is this is a, this is probably more of a hiring mistake. But I remember when um, not hiring you as a mistake. You hiring you was great, but like. Um, you were coming from the graphic design world, so you weren't a junior UX designer, and you were sharp and you knew what you were talking about. But you were making graphic designer salary, so it was it was kind of like we could get you a lot cheaper at the time than we could other people. <laughs> but then we sort of dug ourselves a hole, right? Yeah. But we were a startup. We only had 30 people, 40 people working for us, so mm-hmm. it was... You know, you're trying to get away with not spending as much money as possible. So yeah, and I, on the other hand, was just I was I was really happy with the salary when I started the <laughs> <Yeah>. canopy actually. <laughs> Until like a year and a half afterwards, you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty good at this. Looks like on my Glassdoor research that I should be worth this amount of money. <laughs> no. I think if you know your manager really well. Asking for a raise is not a hard thing. So I think if you, if you're in Ben's situation, to Ben's question, I think that really should be the the first two things about asking for a raise is is trying to understand your manager, getting to know your manager better, mm-hmm. and then and then and then being self aware and asking yourself what your real true value is. <laughs> and then from there, once you understand those two things, I think from there it's pretty easy. Yeah. Yeah. It can be hard sometimes to separate what your real true value is and, you know, what your mom might tell you what your value is. Yeah. So don't listen to your, don't go ask your parents what your value is because you'll be, you'll be making, you know, heart surgeon salaries at that point. Mm-hmm. You won't actually make it. you're worth a million dollars, son. <laughs> you're so talented. <laughs> I have had, I have had junior designers, so people that only had one, maybe two years of experience ask for a mid to high senior salary range before, (laughs) which is always, which is always like a get out of my face response. You know, are are those the ones that made you want to laugh? Yeah. 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 Well, those are the ones that you go, I worry about you because (laughs) if you're not self-aware, what else are you not self-aware about? Yeah. Right. Like, if we get you in a critique, are you going to be hurt when I tell you your design sucks? Yeah. Or, you know, like, all those things. Like, it says something about your character. And so you want to be careful. <laughs> you want to understand what you're, what you're worth. Yeah, that's funny. So I hope that answers. I hope this all answers Ben's question. Yeah. Get yourself some good money and work hard for it, though. So Ben, if you're listening, it's okay to ask for that raise. Just understand what raise you're asking for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which one? Which one you're asking for, right? Because there's consequences, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. I'm gonna go get my new flip flops. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah, take those. You gotta go take them surfing, man. Go, go get Michael yeah. on the phone, and he'll teach you how to how to do it. And then you can drive up to, over to California and do it. Well, maybe we go down to that uh, one of those that beach resort place. They have that surfing. There's two places here in Utah that have those 
surfing what do they call those those uh wave things oh like like they have like the wave pool thing where you can surf on them. oh cool yeah yeah you could go do that all those videos those people eating it in those things yeah (laughs) there's yeah i think there's one down in provo and there's one in uh in orem somewhere there you go yeah yeah you and you and michael can go on a date and go do some some artificial surfing we should do that sounds good We'll videotape it and send it to you, Andy. Good. Sounds great (laughs) to me, man. Okay, man. Have a a good time. (laughs) You too, Patrick. Enjoy yourself. Have fun. Have a good week, Andy. (laughs) Thanks, Patrick. I hope you do as well. Okay. See you, man. See ya. You want to know the best way to support the podcast? And I know you do, because you made it to the end of this episode. That is, share it. Share it with a coworker, share it with a family member, share it with a friend, share it with whoever you want to, share it with a construction worker, share it with somebody, it doesn't matter. Just share it. Um, a couple more ways to support the podcast, though. Go buy a t-shirt over at designmuch.threadless.com, and then wear it with pride. And then lastly, to support the podcast, we need your topics. Use hashtag designmuchtopics on social media or shoot us an email at topics at designmuch.org or just go to designmuch.org slash contact and fill out the form. 